Hello. Before we jump into the show, we need to shout out our awesome new sponsor, Marquee TV. Man, I was so excited when we got the news about the sponsor. You all might remember from a few weeks ago that I talked about my new Shakespeare project where I'm learning everything I can about Macbeth. It felt like we said the name Shakespeare out loud and the marquee people appeared and said, (laughs) we gotcha. It really did. Yeah. In case you're not familiar, Marquee TV is a streaming service. They have theater, ballet, opera, documentaries. There's a bunch of behind the scenes content of productions. Basically, it's a fun way to nerd out about the arts. Yeah, it's a streaming service that will take you to the best theaters in the world from the comfort of your own sofa. I've already added so many things to our watch list. Did you know there's a ballet based on the works of Beatrix Potter? I did. They've got a little preview video of somebody dancing around in a rabbit costume. Peter Rabbit doing ballet. (laughs) I also added a few hip-hop dance shows just to balance out the dancing bunnies. Yeah, (laughs) hip-hopra. That's what they call it. They do. It's so fun. Mozart's Requiem from the London Philharmonic Orchestra and a bunch of Shakespeare plays, including Richard II starring my pretend best friend, David Tennant. And Judy Dench talking about her long relationship with Shakespeare in a master class. Yeah, I love Judy Dench. Sure. But David Tennant. Yeah, that's quite a battle there. Okay. There's a special deal for our listeners. Marquee TV is offering three months of their service for 99 cents. You get three months of all of this good stuff for 99 cents yeah. with the code SSOP. That cost seems absurdly low to me. Like first, I expected it to be much higher given the quality of the content, but also 99 cents. You, you can't park next to a theater for 99 cents. Accurate. Also, if you watch Marquee TV, you get to see these shows maybe wearing your pajamas and hanging out with your cat yeah. or your dog. Yeah. It's a good way to sort of indulge your own curiosity. You can see all the performances of Hamlet or maybe the first 15 minutes of all of the performances of Hamlet, and you don't have to rope your friends and family into all of that. Or you could watch Richard II over and over and over and over. <laughs> What's the best angle for David Tennant in Richard II? Trick question. All of them. <laughs> anyway, You definitely need to explore the website because there is a ton of really fun, fascinating, engaging stuff on there. I went in specifically looking for Shakespeare and I found a ton of other things I wanted to watch. Yeah. You can keep up with what they're doing on social media at Marquee Arts TV. You can visit their website at marquee.tv. That's marquee.tv to get three months of their service for just 99 cents with the promo code SSOP. Bring the arts home with Marquee TV. And now the show. Hi, I'm Sam Payne, host of the Appleseed Podcast. This season, imagine this, a crackling fire, a mug of cocoa, and family gathered around a great story. All you need is the fire and the cocoa. We'll take care of the stories. Join us in every episode of the Appleseed Podcast for folk tales, fairy tales, family stories, tall tales, and more, shared by some of the country's most beloved storytellers, and just right for gathering around. Make it a Christmas season to remember with the Appleseed Podcast. Find the Appleseed wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, an enchanting new take on an ancient Greek myth. A world-class novelist writes about his art. Plus, our distraction of the week. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time. You might remember from our Greece episode 
that I almost had to drag myself to Madeline Miller's Circe. And then I couldn't put it down. Yeah, you love that book. I fell madly in love with that book. So I was pretty excited about the release of her short story, Galatea. Yeah. And it did not disappoint. She works her magic to retell the story of Galatea and Pygmalion. In case you need to catch up on your Greek mythology, here's the gist of the original, written by the Roman poet Ovid. Okay. Pygmalion was a talented sculptor from Cyprus. He swore off real women. According to him, they were tramps and whores and way too much trouble. So he sort of introduced the whole incel culture. Yeah, exactly. Then he created an ivory statue of his ideal woman, and he named her Galatea. Mm -hmm. And then he fell madly in love with his creation. Right. And the goddess Aphrodite took pity on him and brought Galatea to life. And then the sculptor and his creation were married and lived happily ever after. Yeah. The story's been retold a couple of times, by uh, once by George Bernard Shaw in mm -hmm. Pygmalion, and then again in a Broadway musical, My Fair Lady. Yes. Come on, Dova! <laughs> Move your blooming eyes! Yeah. Anyway, now Madeline Miller has taken her turn. As you might guess, she has turned this old story upside down in a very satisfying way. Like Circe, it's really concise and beautiful. Every word seems to have been chosen for maximum impact. And sometimes it's very darkly funny. Okay. Like I kind of snickered a couple times when I was reading it. The narrator Galatea is very sharp-tongued. I loved her. But it's also pretty brutal. Oh. It's awesome. Okay. I mean, Greek mythology. Yeah. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. Madeline Miller's version of this story was originally published in a 2013 anthology. And now it's available as a standalone little gift size hardcover. It's beautiful. It has an illustration on the cover with gold foil stamp. And there's a new afterword that she wrote specifically for this edition. In print, it's just 60 pages. Oh, okay. But to set expectations, I read it on the Kindle and it took me about 10 or 15 minutes. Oh. So truly a short story. Yeah. This would be a great gift for any reader in your life or for the Madeline Miller fan in your life. This would be a great book for Yolo Bokoflud. Yolo Bokoflud? Do you want to tell the people what that is? <laughs> Our Christmas Eve celebration of trading books and then reading and eating chocolate. Yeah, just like they do in Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, this would be a really good book for that because you can enjoy it in a really short time while popping chocolates in your mouth. Yeah. And then get back to whatever you were reading. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's Galatea by Madeline Miller, and it's available now. Haruki Murakami is a celebrated Japanese author. He's a bestseller in his own country, but he's also sold millions of copies of his work outside of Japan. You might have seen or read some of his work. He wrote Norwegian Wood, which is a tragic coming-of-age story. He wrote Kafka on the Shore, which tells two parallel stories, one of them about an old man who can talk to cats. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That sounds a little whimsical for an author that I always think about Norwegian Wood, like, oh, I can't yeah. read that book. <laughs> it, he definitely brings the full emotional range to his work. He writes in simple language about complicated things. He frequently uses magical realism to punch up reality. Mm -hmm. One of his characters is a shapeshifter who takes the form of Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Others sleep for a month at a time. He's got a story about a six-foot-tall frog who likes a nice cup of tea. 
Aw. Yeah. Sweet. And he's sometimes vague or dreamlike, which some people are into and some people not so much. I bring this all up because he's just released a nonfiction book in the U.S. It's called Novelist as a Vocation, and it's about what he thinks about writing. He writes about how he started as a novelist at a baseball game. Hmm. He literally went to a ball game, had an idea, thought, I could turn that into a novel, and then started doing that. At the game? Yeah. Good for him. He talks about memory and loneliness and the value of his daily run. It's a, it's a short book, a little over 200 pages. If you're interested in Murakami or if you want to springboard into his work or if you're just looking for some advice on being a writer, you might want to take a look. It's Novelist as a Vocation by Haruki Murakami, and it's out now. And now our distraction of the week. Let's talk about board games. Ooh, okay, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> I am a big fan of board games. I read reviews, I watch videos, I go to conventions. I'm just a big, big fan. Can of... attest. If you have any questions about board games, Dave is your go-to person. I, I'm available. With the holiday coming up, I wanted to tell you about some games that have been released in the last couple of years that I think you might enjoy. So here are three board games and why you might want to play them. The first one is perfect for a loud, fun night with a group of people. It's called Super Mega Lucky Box, <laughs> which I just think is charming. And the art direction is really great, too. It reminds me of Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, cute. Yeah. Uh, Super Mega Lucky Box is uh, like bingo, but it's faster and more fun. First, you get three cards with numbers on them, like bingo, and then someone calls out numbers and you check them off with a dry erase marker. And if you get three in a row or a column, you get some kind of bonus. So maybe you get an extra number or the ability to change a number that's being called. Sometimes you get little cascading effects. So you fill a number over here and that allows you to fill a number over here and that allows you to fill a number over there, that kind Very of thing. Very exciting. For each round, you add another card and, and there are four rounds. It's suitable for ages eight and up. The whole thing plays in about 20 minutes. A single box will work for one to six people, but you can get more copies if you have more people and that'll, that'll work too. It is a fun, quick game. You can pick it up for under 20 bucks. It's super Mega lucky box. That sounds perfect for people who think they don't like board games. Yeah. Or just fill the time between now and dinner, you know, just a little little filler. If you're looking for something to entertain people who like words, you might want to try something called So Clover. So Clover is a collaborative word game. The heart of the game is a puzzle. The puzzle is that you're given two words and you're trying to indicate to other players which two words those are by making a third word. Interesting. So, for instance, I'm given the words fly and see, mm -hmm. right? The first thing that might go through my mind would be something like flying fish, but that's two words and that's not going to work. And then maybe, I don't know, transcontinental. But then maybe I'd settle on something like gull. Mm -hmm. Right. So gall might tip people that were looking for fly and see. And as you play, each player sets up these little puzzles for the other players. And hopefully you get to show off how smart or insightful you are. So Clover plays well with between two and six people. And you can get that for about 25 bucks. That sounds really fun, too. Finally, maybe you're the kind of person who likes a friendly card game, something like Hearts or Bridge. There's a game called The Crew Mission Deep Sea you might be interested in. I like the name. Yeah, it's a it's a collaborative trick-taking game, which 
there aren't many of those. You are all playing together as a table, right? I love collaborative games because I'm not super competitive when we play games. I'm just happy to be spending time together and have something to distract us. Yeah. And it's nice. You know, you win or lose all together. So for crew, on every hand, the table is given a goal or three. So maybe it's, I will win zero tricks, or I will win a trick with a three. And then the group decides which player will meet those goals. Mm -hmm. And then everybody works together to try to win. That's nice. Yeah. And you're not allowed to talk about the game itself while you're playing the game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you win, more goals are added and the game gets a little more challenging. If you like engaging, thinky games, this is a great one. This plays well from three to five people and you can get it for under 20 bucks. It's The Crew Mission Deep Sea. So I think all of these games are available worldwide. You can get them literally anywhere. If you want to see any of those played or explained, come to this site and we'll point you to some videos. Those are three board games that I think you will enjoy. Visit strongsenseofplace.com slash library for more details about the books we discussed and links to watch videos of those games Dave just told us about. (laughs) Thanks for joining us in the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself. Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.